From the eighth chapter of Romans, starting at the sixth verse, we hear St. Paul say this, To set the mind on flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For this reason, the, the mind that is set on flesh is hostile to God, does not submit to God's law, indeed it cannot. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, you are in the Spirit, since the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his Spirit that dwells in you. And remember that we're working through these sort of character studies that John gives us. We began in the third chapter with Nicodemus, the fourth chapter with the woman at the well. Last week in the ninth chapter with the man born blind. And today we hear the story of Martha and Mary and Lazarus. 
in the 11th chapter of John, many, many verses and on. (laughs) Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, in the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent a message to Jesus, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, this illness does not lead to death. Rather, it is for God's glory so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Accordingly, though Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, after having heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now trying to stone you. And are you going there again? And Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Those who walk during the day do not stumble because they see the light of this world. But those who walk at night stumble because the light is not in them. After saying this, he told them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to awaken him. And the disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he'll be all right. Jesus, however, had been speaking about his death, but they thought that he was referring merely to sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. For your sake, I am glad I was not there so that you may believe. But let us go to him. And Thomas, who was called the Twelve, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, some two miles away. And many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him while Mary stayed home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, yet shall they live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah the Son of God, the one coming into the world. When she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, the teacher is here and is calling for you. 
And when she heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. The Jews who were with her in the house consoling her saw Mary get up quickly and go out. And they followed her because they thought she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came where Jesus was, she saw him. She knelt at his feet and she said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. And he said, where have you laid him? And they said to Jesus, Lord, come and see. And Jesus wept. So the Jews said, see how he loved him? But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus again, greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave and stone was lying against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead men, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench because it has been, he has been dead four days. But Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me. And I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. And when Jesus had said this, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out! And the dead man came out with his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth and his face wrapped in cloth. And Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I will tell you that this text that we read is my go-to text for funerals. Maybe that sounds strange to you, but it's the one that the book that the Presbyterians have of special services, they have written out in full. So we can read any part or all parts of the story if we want at a funeral. And it does make sense. It's a story about a man who died. Appropriate. And one day I got a call. I'm telling you the story. I'm going to tell you this story about when I got heckled at a funeral. It's never happened to me in 25 years of ministry. But it actually happened that I got heckled at a funeral. I got a call from somebody from Teehee Church who said, Nobody from the church can perform this funeral for my grandmother. Can you do it? And I, I usually don't say yes to those things. 
I don't know the person or know the family involved or somehow know these people. But I said, yes, for sure, I can do it. It's not a problem. I'm free that day. They said, it'll be small, just family. Come over to Kepner's and just take care of it. And I said, as I always do, is there somebody from the family who's going to want to talk about, you know, the deceased? And they all went, no, no, we're not big on all of that stuff. And, but, but, and then somebody said, well, you might have to watch out for Tom. And they start describing Tom. Tom is nearly converted to the faith, and Tom is very passionate about faith. And Tom, may, you know, Tom might have something to say about Grandma and Grandma being in heaven and what it's going to be like. So we'll have to wait and see what Tom wants to do. You'll meet him, don't worry, they say to me. So I get there, and I'm preaching on this text, and I say, And Jesus wept, the, small, the shortest verse in all the Bible, but one of the most profound, because it tells us about who Jesus the man was, because he wept at the death of his friend. And this guy, Tom, stands up and goes, No, that's not right. This is no lie. He goes, no, that's not right. People might think that's because Jesus was sad. But no, it was because Jesus hated the people there because they had such little faith. And here's this grandson of this poor woman who's died explaining this text in a totally different way than I'm explaining it. Or that I understand it. And you know, it's kind of hard to say at that time, Tom, you're an idiot, stop talking. I know your grandma's died, but come on, man. So I let Tom go on for a little while, and then I tried to find a place to jump in and start over again. And he, several times throughout the course of this, homily that I was giving, he interrupted me and told the people why, why I was wrong and how. Um, but I found it fascinating that he could not let the verse, and Jesus wept, stand alone to simply mean that Jesus, the man, was saddened by his friend's death. What's wrong with that? Does it not make sense to you that Jesus, who was fully human, and yes, I will grant fully God, but Jesus, who was fully human, had the full host of emotions that we all had, and Mary and Martha and Lazarus, who were among his closest friends, in the text it says, the one whom you love... And remember, it's John who's saying that. So John was the disciple that Jesus loved. The one whom he loved was, had died. And he was sad. And he wept. I think that's a beautiful story. I think it tells us something beautiful about who Jesus was and how Jesus loved. That the people around him were weeping. The Jews who had come from Jerusalem were weeping. His sisters, Lazarus' sisters, were weeping. 
And Jesus was moved to tears. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. And here's the thing. The other part of this story that I love. Jesus was moved to tears at the death of his friend. And yet he knew how the story would end. See, the people around him didn't know. When he prays, he says, Father, I'm going to pray out loud like this so all the people around me know what I'm saying and know what you're about to do so that they can catch on too. Get it? People around me, do you see why I'm doing this? They didn't know. He knew how the story would end, and yet he was still sad at the loss. We lose all kinds of things all the time. People get sick. Our businesses fail. Our relationships are tough. Our kids don't act the way they're supposed to. Things don't always go the way we want them to. And we can have faith that they will be better. Because inevitably they're in God's hands. They will be better, but still we can be saddened at the state of affairs we live in. And watch the other thing that happens in this text. It's the, the word weep shows up here three times. The sister weeps. The crowd weeps. And Jesus weeps. It's a beautiful story that great Christian educator John Westerhoff tells about a little girl who was late coming home from school and her mother was panicked. And finally, she gets home and her mother says, where have you been? I've been worried sick about you. And she says, well, my friend fell down and her doll broke. And so I went back. To help her. And her mother said, Oh, you went back to help her put her doll back together? And she said, No, I went back to cry with her. There is value in us just sitting together, sharing our stories of loss and pain. Because in the end, in the end, God will take care of it all. Amen.